नमस्ते दोस्तों वेलकम टू येट अनदर रॉकिंग एपिसोड ऑफ फाइट मेनिया विद नन अदर देन अर्जुन एके मिस्टिक चिप्स एंड योर होस्ट एंड दोस्त सोमेश द सुपर ह्यूमन कैमरा ओ दैट्स द ओजी टी-शर्ट राइट देयर दैट इज द ओजी टी-शर्ट इट्स फिटिंग सो वेल इट्स लुकिंग ग्रेट ऑन यू यू आर लूजिंग वेट एंड यू आर सो बिजी शूटिंग दैट यू कांट कम टू द स्टूडियो अरे क्या करेगा यार अभी कभी कभी काम वाम बीच में आ जाता है बट लाइक ऑलवेज वी हैव टू मेक रूम फॉर चेंज इन टाइम एंड ऑफ कोर्स वी हैव टू स्टिल वी हैव अ ग्रेट शो लाइंड अप saying that okay here's arjun or here's somesh and then suddenly people realize that oh shit he's not as good as we thought he was so there's a chance of getting cut demoted and a lot of things that go along with popularity a lot of fighters today think that that popular aspect mm-hmm. is only a good thing 
It's not. Oh, no, no, no. It's not. Popularity, it's not. Popularity means eyeballs. Eyeballs means people are watching everything you do now. Absolutely, yes. So, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, are you talking about Khamzat? Because when he had that beautiful hype behind him and then he ran into Gilbert Burns, people suddenly realized that this guy can be hit. And a lot of people started talking. In fact, even Hore Masvidal, I believe, just tweeted maybe a day or so back and he said that I won't even fight Khamzat because he's not as good. He talks in a certain manner and he's running over certain people, but he He's not at my level. Right. The moment he starts right. bringing in the numbers, that's when I'm going to smash his face. Exactly. And that makes complete sense. See, Kamzat, I would still say, is a, is still a one hell of a fighter. He can fight, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. He's got the skills and he went through a war. Of course, he's no longer that undefeatable machine. You know, a lot of people thought like, oh man, Kamzat, you can't touch this guy. You can't touch this guy. Yeah. And believe yeah. me, Gilbert Burns touched him. Correct. But what I'm alluding to in terms of the popularity aspect is, see what happened to guys like Tyron Woodley. Woodley was such a decorated welterweight champion. Right. Had all the eyeballs on him when he fought Jake Paul. Right. And the manner in which he lost has now made him a social outcast. Well, in see, both but you know, MMA and boxing, it all comes down to Sultan. You know, people people don't understand the power. <laughs> people don't un- understand the power of Salman Khan. Right. So when he lost in Sultan, his career changed after that. <laughs> Everybody who loses, basically, bhai ke sath manga nahi le. Correct. Correct. There are Off screen or on screen. There are a lot of names out there. <laughs> but if you see anyone who's run into Salman Khan has never come back. I, I feel Salman is more dangerous than John Jones. <laughs> I think Salman is the beyond the goat. He, yeah. he's, he, there is nobody more dangerous than Salman. Correct. He's the I, sheep. I mean, if you see... If, yeah. <laughs> if you see somebody like Conor McGregor who's doing a movie now, the yeah. first thing I wanted to meet and ask him is that is Salman involved? Absolutely, yes. In fact, it was quite interesting to see John Jones just last week he tweeted saying, The only man who has survived and excelled after fighting me is Glover Tashera, and I think he deserves another shot at the light heavyweight belt. Such an interesting term for someone who's not in very good terms with most of his opponents is kind of encouraging yeah. the Brazilian. Yeah, he is. I mean, John Jones, if you see, you know, when, when someone talks about fighting John Jones, I mean, yeah. look at him as a specimen. This man is not your regular fit athlete. This man Correct. is, if you look at his body, he's been created in a lab to fight. Correct. That's how he's been created. Correct. Strong upper body, strong uh, arms, and that's strong us. soldiers, great you know, core. You know, that's and us, then us uh, behind you know? <laughs> on the, like on the bottom right, you see that, you know, see that fat guy over there, that's his wrestling coach. <laughs> on the left hand side, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're standing next to the girls. So I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> John can scream as much as he wants, but I'm next to the girls. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's it's I think I think John is going through a 2.0 phase in his life. After yeah. his arrest yeah. in Vegas two years ago. Yeah. Or yeah. one and a half years ago. I, I think something is, you know, you always see great athletes reach greatness and then suddenly slip and slide yeah. for a long time. Right, And we saw that with Jones, where for the longest time, Jones's biggest enemy was John Jones. Correct. And now he's suddenly adopting a different approach. You know, he's he's getting back to... Did you see that video of him uh, sparring? Oh, uh, yes. Knuckle? Oh, and yes. I'm like... You know, he was hitting the bags as... No, no, no. He was, he was, uh, he was, uh, he was doing some uh, hand-to-hand sparring with his coach. Oh, okay. No, I and, didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw some. Man, I saw some bare knuckle shots that he was taking uh, on the bag, on the boxing bag, and as in, he looked, he looked beautiful. Dude, he looked beautiful. He looked beautiful. You know. So- how lean, I mean, he's dropped, He remember in the middle, we saw him balloon up to 260? Yeah. Easily? Yeah. 
when he was doing like his heavy deadlifts and squats, you know. Ah, correct, correct. He was setting some world records of some 600 pounds and stuff. Yeah, he was yeah right. I, I think he's made that, he's translated that entire strength now and cut down back into weight. You know what most people... I feel they do not appreciate is the fact that professional athletes need a break. Now, someone like John Jones who became yeah. the champion at 21, you mm. know, he had so many ups and downs. And Just been, 21? You know, man. before he was even 30, he was superstardom, super rich, super everything. So, he's not really taken a break. So, when you're moving weight classes, you know, if you see how Israel Adesanya did it, he didn't do it the right way. He just, you know, didn't cut weight. So, he did uh, you it know, the Anderson way. Absolutely. You know, so, normally at 185, when you're weighing in at 185 on a Friday, 202, 203 and Israel Adesanya just played that same you know mechanism and he went ahead exactly. and we saw how that fight went down and Jan Blakovic dominated him totally and handed him the first loss in MMA yeah. John Jones on yeah. the other hand has gone the traditional strength training routine where when you're weighing in at 205 he's probably at 220, 225 on fight day easy, easy. but he ballooned up to 260 to build up strength and now he's cutting down on yeah. his fat so when he'll finally come back he'll be about 235, 240 of Absolute yeah. raging power, muscle, speed, and agility. And you know oh, how, you know how please. scary that's going to be. I actually it's now when I saw John Jones, I don't want that fight with Stipe Miocic because I think after that Stipe will not come back. You know, after seeing Jones, it's you know we've seen a lot of fighters in the last few years take a break. Right. And when they've taken a break, they've looked very very good. And I'm not talking about GSP coming back to face Bisping because yeah. as good as that was, he's still taking on somebody from the yesteryear. And he, he retired after a that. Young he, phenom. It was just one fight. Yeah, and he got pieced up in that fight. Like, yeah. Gisping was touching him a lot. He was busted yeah. up everywhere. Yeah. And just because of the fact that he's GSP and he's great, that's why he won. Correct. But my point is that I, I would have loved to see him against a younger contender. But coming back to Jones is that the fact that he's taken that little break, he's done the hard work and put on that mass. Yeah. Is what I'm liking about uh, I'm liking about his potential return. Absolutely. I think he's taken the perfect scientific approach. It's been absolutely fantastic. So, in fact, John Jones was one of the superstars that we mentioned who really changed the face of the UFC. Oh, are we and, starting with Jones? Well, I I am such a huge fan of Jones. I would love to start with him. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 start with. Uh, yeah. So, guys, if you didn't uh, didn't remember, we were talking about the popularity of the popularity aspect of fighting. Right. We're not talking about skill. We're not talking about this thing. We're talking about how popular a fighter gets. Right. And from that point on, we see his career trajectory and how much he's affected the sport. Right. So, um, so much when we look at John Jones, like you said, twenty one years of age. Thrust into superstardom. I mean, that clinic of a performance on Shogun Hua, when he beat him down, destroyed him. Right. And to be pushed into stardom at that age suddenly, it's, you know, it's the entire, uh, you know, the entire universe changes. Correct. Absolutely. You know, a little bit of stardom. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, see, the thing is that it's not just about the fact that you're a star inside the octagon. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. That MMA first of all, is such a new sport that people are still carving their way through it. Now, right. you know, apart from all of that, it is so important to actually, you know, be a role model to the younger generation. You know, you need to have maybe a charity angle to it. You need to be flamboyant. You need to be flashy. You need to be nice even outside your playing field. Now, especially in the, you know, in the world of MMA, I would call that an octagon. So, there are so many fighters. In fact, just the UFC has about 650 or 700 contracted fighters how many stars can right. we remember 
How many stars can we remember? That's you know? a good question. You know, okay, I'm talking about when I started watching. And, yeah. and also, can we call them, actually call them stars? Like in, you know, in that sense, not just in the sense of the sport. Yeah. I'm talking about if you look at a contractor side, if you go anywhere in the world, and if somebody sees that mohawk of Chuck Liddell, even if you're not a full fight fan, you still know Chuck Liddell. Oh my you're like, God. Yeah, that's Absolutely the Absolutely. Yes. You know, Chuck like, Liddell. I know Chuck Liddell. I've seen him in movies, TV. Chuck Liddell was such a huge star. Chuck Liddell was such an iconic I mean, look figure. Look at that man. Look at the Iceman. Dude, there was, I think in that, when I started watching, like when I got really into it, yeah. I think the Iceman was a great hook to bring in fans. Absolutely, yes. the first guy who hammered guys on their feet, could stop the takedowns. And a lot of the guys back then didn't like the wrestling angle. You know? Yes. A lot yes. of guys didn't like the ground game. Right. And uh, Chuck was one of those guys that I think he was iconic. He may not have done like in terms of like titles and belts, but that's what I like. You know, I didn't, back then it didn't matter. I think the popularity aspect has evolved and changed to a certain degree now. Nobody gave a shit about what Chuck did in public. Nobody did. Absolutely, yes. Because there was not so much of social media and emphasis on those angles were not... Yeah, you know, to be really honest. So, in fact, Chuck Liddell was such a big star because he crossovered from those Pride FC days and those wars with Wanderley Silva, came into the UFC, is a kickboxer who was not taken down for a very long time in his career because people were actually scared of his knee coming up or his uppercuts or you know, or the yeah. way he used to maintain range. He was that good. And these aspects yeah. made a huge difference because he never really aimed at going at the title. Someone like a Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, they never really aimed at going towards the title. They were outright themselves. No, never. And as they say, they were outright gangsters. They loved this life. They loved fighting. They didn't fight for the sporty aspect for it. They didn't fight for the name. They didn't fight for money. They didn't fight for belts. They just fought right. because they loved it. You know, someone like Cheeto Vera just said it. Cheeto Vera said that this world is so unnatural. The fact that I love fighting for a living itself is so scary, but I enjoy it. It's what I'm made yeah, of. I mean, you know, that is me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Cheeto Vera is also one of those, you know, those popular those guys. Badass guys. <laughs> Yeah, they just, you know, who don't give a, you know, who don't give a crap about what they say on social yeah. media and they don't give a crap about how, what people think about them leading their lives. It's, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying when we talk about the, you know, that, that entire path of guys coming after Liddell. Yeah, Rampage Jackson and... <laughs> we saw, yeah, correct. We saw Rampage Jackson, but again, in terms of popularity, I'm talking about like, it's, you know, the UFC got lucky when they got their poster boy, George St. Pierre. Yeah. GSP was a very... You know, squeaky clean image. I mean, I'm not trying to be racist here, but you know, it's it doesn't get squeaky cleaner than that. You're white, you're good looking, you can fight, you speak Canadian French, and you're a and uh, it's and you're a clean athlete. You're a clean athlete, and you're a clean athlete. You know, you're someone that has never got drug busted. No controversy. You know, no, absolutely no controversy. And he has such a good story. You know, like somebody from you know, like a newspaper thrower from a you know, and then he became a garbage man. No, a garbage man, and then he became you know, Ah, he used to go and drop newspapers at people's houses to learning karate to becoming a world champ and finally retiring as a world champ. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, if you look at GSP popularity it yeah. was firstly demographically it lit Canada on fire absolutely like, I yes. mean when do you remember the days when uh, you know we would not I, I couldn't even remember the cards but if I knew GSP was fighting yeah. as the main event versus Koscheck or whoever or BJ yeah. Penn 
and uh, you know it's and that card would i mean i remember the quebec center yeah. would fill up with 60000 people coming to watch gsp paying i don't know what how, how much money right but those live gates gsp was one of the guys with his popularity that moved that live gate up absolutely know? yes absolutely and in fact he was a good looking guy he was a you know he was a clean perfect athlete perfect model and he's he to win like a bloody model you know and he's to win so it's such a good trajectory that you took us through from Liddell to John Jones to GSP but there's also one person that I would definitely like to mention and that's Ronda Rousey not only oh, yes how could i forget not only was she the first female athlete to actually hold the belt but at the same time she did so many great things outside the octagon she was a two time olympian her mom yeah. was a judoka her dad sadly you know ended his life in a very tragic manner she yeah, overcame all of that and then she really became this champion this dominant champion who was finishing the fighters like her opponents in less than a minute minute and a half so in fact yeah. it's you know it's so good because everybody's life has some stories and the ufc picks these guys who they feel are champions so the matchmakers are absolutely through the roof sean shelby mick menard are absolutely yeah. geniuses but i love the way how ufc spins stories around their champs Do you remember the time when I remember when Ronda Rousey was in Strike Force and she yeah. submitted uh, uh, Misha Tate? Yeah, she was she was iconically known for her ability to pull off that armbar from nowhere, no matter you, where. Right, and it was that era of you know it's that era of that that got her popularity in the MMA world. But then suddenly, then her persona changed. I mean, she became she took the nickname. of uh, rowdy roddy piper from the wwe yes. legend from the wwe and she used that rowdy name which is stuck with her now right and she became this rowdy ronda rousey where she had that expression and that scowl and there are millions of girls that she inspired to do that and i met i ran into an indian fighter right her name is rekha choudhury okay and i swear to god somesh her expression is ronda rousey it's she's a carbon copy she's got the she's emulated her entire game plan based on her except for the ambar she's literally a marauder like i thought asha roka was running through people this girl is 15 and 0 in the amateurs oh really and she's 8 and 0 in pros oh wow oh wow okay okay and i when i had a chance to speak to her she's like ronda rousey ronda rousey ronda rousey that's all she said she like that's i grew crazy. up with ronda rousey i watched ronda rousey she's 19 years old dude 19 years old and she embodies like even the way she looks when she is on camera uh-huh. she's copying ronda rousey completely oh, wow. it's so, i have to see that level of popular you know people talk about gina carano who is right. uh, you know a global movie star and she's popular right. but nobody beats the popularity of ronda rousey in the women's division absolutely nobody, not even today no chance no chance in fact that kind of popularity because also again you know she looked fabulous there's no doubt about that yeah. you know yeah, she was cute you know and <laughs> everything apart from see there are many winners you know there are so many winners in the ufc like tyron woodley was winning for a very yeah. long time but he was never a popular loved champion that's a great example in fact tyron was hated yes he honestly. was he was he hated for the longest time and i have no idea why in fact for a very long time even dc Maybe was hated wonderboy thompson dude daniel comer is i i do not i cannot forget the amount of times he's been booed in front of jones yeah. who is you know if you look at popularity wise like common sense wise like yeah. this guy's been arrested he's been this he's that it's you know i think people relate to uh, the bad boy angle not just the bad boy angle but it's you know the more i think wo zamane mein earlier ek time tha jahan the gsp squeaky image was what people wanted correct now people want it's like even in video games back then you were rambo 
Yeah. And you could beat everybody. Then you now became Bruce Lee. Correct. You became Bruce Lee. But now it's the regular guy. They want to see the regular guy survive and make it big. Interesting. Jones was this, you know, black kid from talent pool of a family who had athlete brothers and had a lot to live up to. At 21 years of age, becomes the world champion and screws up throughout his life yeah. with multiple DUIs, arrests, drug problems. He's been busted so many times. And I think the American public related to that more than the squeaky clean image of an Olympic athlete. Now, I don't know whether that's right or wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you're actually trying to say that in the 60s and 70s, how we used to have the bell-bottom pants. And then in the 80s, 90s, 2000s came the tight jeans and now the bell-bottoms are coming back. Correct. So you never know. You know, so maybe what's happening is that the trend of fighter attraction is going back to the bad boys, you know. So if you look at John Jones, if you look at Nate Diaz, if you look at, you know, Kamzat. Yeah. In his interviews, he clearly says, just put anybody. I'm going to kill them. Correct. Just put anybody. Except Gilbert Burns. You know, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that, oh, shake hand, bow down, hug the opponent. Huh. That thing is phasing hey, away. Hey, the hey, the no. stars. I know who you're looking you at know? when you talk about that. The shake hand, bow down <laughs> is Anderson Silva. Oh, no, no. So, I'm see, Anderson Silva is still the greatest of all time. There's no uh-huh. doubt about that. I don't want to, you know, like, again, he was not as popular as I would like him to be. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. But when it comes to his fighting career, undoubtedly the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Out I'm, here when we talk about, you know, someone huh, even… Sorry. Sorry. We are so charged up. <laughs> we are so charged up. <laughs> I want to add one point. It's, you know, it's, the, I think there were two levels of popularity with Silva. You know, he was never popular with, you know, because of his ability to, he didn't speak English. He didn't connect with the masses in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people thought like, you know, his silence and his, his respect was actually his arrogance. Silva was an right. arrogant champion and he bloody deserved it because he was the greatest right. of all time. And you can, you deserve to right. be arrogant. Because you're the greatest. And his bowing down, a lot of people deciphered it later as, you know, his, it, that's him mocking you. When he put the belt in front of his opponent, it was his way of saying, F you, this is mine. Come get it. You can't touch it. <laughs> he used to use a Portuguese word, a phrase called Nunca Serao, Jamais Serao. There will never be another me. Basically, it means that I will always be the one that will be. That is insane. That is, that is insane. You know, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. But you know, when it comes down to popularity, what I like and what I dislike about popularity is that it's a double-edged sword. Fully. There are so ma- there are so many fighters, and I'm very sad to say. I mean, because because we're in India and we interact with you know the guys here more often, they right. have started focusing more on being a trash talker and dressing in a certain way, and not as much on their game. So mm. now let me put a fighter out there for everybody. Platinum Mike Perry. Oh yes. Platinum <laughs> Mike Perry was not you know I mean he was not the most skilled guy. He didn't have the best technique out there. He didn't win always. But so popular, so popular because he came and he brought on the fight. You know, he brought on the fight. You'd compare him to like a Diaz, right? I mean, like if you had to say that Diaz had this, no, actually Diaz was also very technical. Diaz was very skilled. Yes, Diaz was very skilled. He is still very skilled, yes. You know, uh, he's got, he's got his hands which are Absolutely through the roof. His jujitsu is through the roof. Oh, man. Platinum Mike Perry is still a very, very liked fighter, but he was just not winning. I think I think the UFC cut him after a five or a six, uh, you know, losing streak when he started getting his girlfriend in his corner, <laughs> yeah. and he really had no camp. It was it was just going down the drain. But he was still popular. You know, he's facing, and the, that was because he's facing Michael Venom Page in uh, BKFC. 
as a crossover fight between Bellator and uh, yes, BKFC. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know what? <laughs> now that fight is going to get insane pay-per-views because Michael Venom Page, again, is a champion, but not as loved as what, you know, a UFC champion would technically be. I think it was Diego Lima that knocked him out uh, in, uh, it was, uh, in, in uh, Bellator. Douglas Lima. Oh, Douglas Lima. Yeah. Douglas Lima. You know, you're right. Douglas Lima knocked him out and just shot to fame post that. But again, you know, like coming back to Mike Perry. Sorry. Yeah. Not the most skilled, uh-huh. not a guy with excellent technique, but still people loved him. You know, so people it's do. just about being real and true to yourself. And that is so, so important. Speaking about being real and true to yourself, there's one man that we cannot, cannot forget in this list of popularity. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Is Brock Lesnar. Oh, flip, man. Oh, shit. You know, when you talk about popularity, Brock Lesnar. You're not going to get bigger than Brock Lesnar. You know, this man crossed, of course, was a professional wrestler, crossed over from WWE, went into the UFC, yeah. fought at UFC 100. Yes, iconic then, card. Then, of course, iconic card with a yellow mat or something of a sort, retired, whatever, you know, retired, took a break, came back for UFC 200. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and he was a legit fighter. In fact, you know, people thought, you know, a lot of fighters or performers from WWE can come. But man, look at CM Punk. What happened to him? Look at Batista. Batista tried his hand. Look at Batista. Yeah. You know, uh, Batista Bobby won his fight. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. You know, so true. Bobby Lashley. But I mean, Nowhere close to Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar had his mouth running. Yeah. He had his hands flowing. <laughs> he was a huge, monstrous, you know, I don't know, mountain of muscle. Yeah, he was the he was this imposing beast, you know. No, and I think Somesh, it was the first time that we ever saw crossover fans come in. I mean, Brock yes. Lesnar brought brought with him his legion of WWE supporters. Legion. Yes, absolutely. And if we talk yes, about absolutely. numbers in fact, of fans in WWE versus fans in MMA, WWE fans will outnumber MMA fans. Is way more. Way more. Way more. You know, so I just love the fact that, you know, the UFC picked Brock Lesnar and they must have had some talk with Dana White and Sean Shelby and this and that. You know, they must have groomed him to a certain level. But yeah. still, you know, WWE, which is not real, moving into a real sport where you will get punched, you will get hit is a totally different ball game. Exactly. The most iconic, you know, face-off that I've seen was Randy Couture versus Brock Lesnar. And Randy Couture is a legit heavyweight. Brock Lesnar was two weight classes above him. It was was huge and it was that big and, you know, and he performed well. And man, so, so popular. So, so popular. Brock was the kind of athlete that redefined the heavyweight division. The guys who saw, after they saw Brock Lesnar, the guys knew they had to pack on mass. They just couldn't survive yeah. in that kind of world. Where Brock was... Dude, Frank King, Mir. Frank Mir. I mean, you know... Shane Carvin. Shane Carvin. Yeah, correct. The kind of behemoths these guys. Gabriel Gonzaga. All these guys started yeah. coming in. Were heavy and big. And Czech Congo and Pat Barry and all these guys were big guys. Right. But nobody was as big as Brock. Nobody. I mean, Brock was... Nobody. I, nobody. I mean, I, I, was, I was watching a video today. On this day today was Brock's fight against Heath Herring. And that was his first win oh. in the UFC. And I remember seeing, you know, Heath Herring is by no means a small guy. He's a proper pride Dude, Heath fighter. Herring, Heath Herring was, used to look bigger than Krokop when they fought. Correct, exactly. Heath Herring was huge and he looked small. 
compared to Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, right. You know, somebody I met told me like, uh, you know, they'd gone for a fan expo or something, and they was, you know, they got to see Brock Lesnar like about four feet away, and they were telling yeah. me that, you know, I, I'm so much. I'm six foot two, and I'm a big guy. He's like yeah. that man is six six, and he's can rip you apart by not even. He has to just use his finger and do this. He is that imposing. Oh, he just has to see you, basically. He basically has to see. You. It's like Mike Tyson. You know, he looks at you, you're knocked out. You yeah. consider <laughs> that you're knocked out. No, but Brock's popularity was so polarizing because it created a lot of backlash. Also, it, uh, a yeah. lot of fighters were like, you know, oh, what the f, and oh, you have to do this and do that and run your mouth. But it, it's Brock paved the way towards popularity because guys realized that shit. You know, we got to start marketing ourselves now. Absolutely, and this was a time where Conor was not Conor. Oh, he was just, you Conor know, McGregor. he was just warming up. You know, he was just warming up into being himself and winning some fights, and then you know, wearing better suits and better Conor watches. Conor McGregor was visualizing and... his future at this point. He was just right, visualizing. Right. That's a perfect segue because you can't get better in terms of popularity in this sport than Conor McGregor. Absolutely, yes. Out. Number one on the list is none other than Conor McGregor. See, apart from having a good career apart from being the first double champ yeah let me tell you if you see the five top pay-per-views they all have corner in it i believe it i believe it. i think he outsold brock right uh yes easily easily really easily i don't even think that the brock fight was in the first five they all are corner so there's corner khabib and all of that you know if uh, you want me to pull it up i can just pull it no, up I, so yeah so there was it's, a khabib it, and corner huh, huh. which was at number 1 and then there is a corner and Nate Diaz 2 which is wow. at number 2 then i think if I'm not mistaken it was corner Nate Diaz 1 at number 3 there that was, was a co-main Eddie Alvarez event, and Conor. That was a co-main event though. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor. When he became champ uh, champ. Yeah, number four. So, you know, these are all like massive, massive fights. It just cannot be bigger than Conor. There's a huge speculation because most people see Conor either on TV or on social media. And he has a certain persona. Yeah, he does. But most fighters who actually meet him backstage say, no, he's very quiet. He doesn't I talk. really believe that, you know, because I think that uh, Conor McGregor, it's, it's also, it's, you know, a lot of people used to compare him to Chael Sonnen because Chael Sonnen was the greatest shit talker in the business. Nobody's better than him. Right. The only difference is Connor for the longest time. You know, I'm not disparaging Chael Sonnen here. I love him. He's such an amazing, amazing athlete and fighter. But right. he, to a large extent, of course, made a lot of fun of people. You know, like any nonsensical things like the Nogueras feeding the carrot to the bus and trying to take it home was complete crap. <laughs> it's, it's, it's comedy. It's, it's complete hilarity. But Conor McGregor, in terms of his, if you realize that switch, you know, it started when he faced Dennis Seaver. Then it, it became better when he beat Chad Mendes. And it became yeah. even better after that. Because after beating Chad Mendes on a short notice, he calls out Aldo. Yeah. And then they had yeah. a one-year-long marketing build-up for the Aldo fight. Yeah. Which didn't happen. Yeah. And I think they spent, yeah. mi- I think, Somesh, correct me if I'm wrong, they must have spent millions and millions of dollars. It was across four countries that they did the promotions, right? They did Ireland, I they think did Brazil, they did America. I, I, London. London, correct. They just flew everywhere. There was a time where, you know, Aldo used to complain saying that I'm just tired of the build-up. Let's fight now. I think it was eight or nine million dollars just oh, on the promotions. I, I, you saw those videos that they were cutting with Conor McGregor and oh, Vegas man. Sunset Strip walking down throwing money in the air. And I mean, the popularity that sparked off a channel called the Mac Life, which follows him yeah. around, showing the life of Conor McGregor has adverse, has made it, a lot of fighters are now also sadly not looking at the work that Conor put in. Conor was a poor Correct. plumber and he busted his 
to get to yeah. where he is. People forget that part. People are looking at the, you know, the parties where he's getting fat and he's smoking and drinking and he's got billion dollars and he's got a whiskey label. But every that his popularity came because of the work he put in. See, come what may, like no matter what people uh, say around the world, when Connor and Floyd fought, <sighs> let me tell you, they still went towards the end of the fight. It's not like he finished they him off in round rounds. three or... Ten rounds, you know, Conor McGregor it, hung in it there. It didn't get over. It didn't get over. And Conor really struck him a couple of times. Yeah, it was not, you know, it was not, of course, yeah, it was like a 80-20. But More like being 90, a 10, 20, 90, you know, yeah, but okay, even if it's 90-10, <laughs> it's my debut and you're 49 and 0 or 46 and yeah. 0 or like whatever yeah. he was at that point of time. 49 and 0. It's crazy to even make that fight. And this guy, Conor McGregor hung till the 10th round. He did. You know, it just shows what kind of a fighter he is. He, he stands up, he does stuff, he promotes the company and the good part is he openly says it, the UFC make this much money from me, I deserve this much money. It's as exactly. simple. And what I really want to tell all the young fighters coming up is, yeah, you may be flashy, you may be throwing off these Instagram reels and all that. Is your company making money off you? Are you really performing that well? Right. Are you that killer inside the octagon that your organization would want to pay for? Right. And if these check boxes are done, then yes, you will be a star. But if not, please don't focus on the flamboyance. First, focus on the sport and then go on to the flamboyance because you cannot go the other way. Yes, you know, I, it's a, it, there's a famous quote by uh, by one of the, you know, I think it was LeBron or Steph or someone. I can't pinpoint who exactly. He's always said, they said, if you want to be a star, you got to show me a star effort. And that sums Absolutely. it up perfectly. You want to be a star, you got to put in a star effort. Absolutely, and, yes. And and guys sorry. like Conor McGregor <laughs> and Brock Lesnar, say what you want, their popularity, it all stems from ridiculous star efforts. I mean, NCAA Absolutely, champion, yes. this, that, what not. I mean, look at the list of accolades that Brock had. Look at the list of uh, this thing that Conor had. He was, a, he was a cage rate champion, left his belt, got his chance in the UFC. It's two division champion two, at cage rate. Two division champion cage rate. Two division champion in the UFC. It's you know, it's the it's the star effort that makes these guys popular in my opinion. Absolutely, yes. And speaking of star efforts, we're going to take a short commercial break here. We'll be right back and talking about the Indian contingent at the Commonwealth. A lot more only after the short commercial break on Fight Mania. Stay tuned. Whoa. Thank you to all our sponsors <laughs> from Boat to Cap Gemini to yes. all of them. Thank but you know, there's a very important show that's called uh, A Sip of Finance, you know, Chips. And I think you were talking about some mutual funds. Maybe we can consult the host of that show and get a mutual fund investment sorted. Uh, absolutely. But you know what? The only problem is that I should not be online because I'm, I'm, I have somebody managing this for me. I am, I am <laughs> hopeless when it comes to doing this, you know. I'm hopeless when it comes to doing this. So I think listening to that show might, might give me some tips. But I, do, I certainly don't want to be a part yes. of it. <laughs> but who was not hopeless are the Indian contingent in Birmingham. Oh. This Commonwealth Games, dude, 61 medals. And amongst all the countries that participate, I think what, maybe 40, 50 of them. Yeah. We stood ranked number four. Fantastic, man. That's just, you know, it's just… We were fourth. 61 medals. This is honestly what makes me, you know, feel amazing. Because India is so much more than cricket in terms of sport. Absolutely, yes. I'm loving the fact that, that you know, athletes who are shedding the, you know, shedding their skin, shedding that title. Yeah. Saying, oh, India can only succeed at cricket. No, they're succeeding at wrestling, boxing. 
boxing and these were dominated by the US at one point you know and South America right and I'm seeing right. such amazing athletes coming out and it's just becoming an exciting right. time I do a lot of work in boxing and I'm just seeing that crop of fighters you know who are focused yes they, yes we want to fight we want to be want to represent India in the Olympics once and after that I'm going pro and I'm I'm liking right. that attitude I'm really liking that idea. Well, in fact, you know, in fact, it's so beautiful because a lot of people, a lot of organizations, a lot of sponsors are in fact looking at other sports other than cricket because cricket has its set sponsors, it has its set yeah. system, it's got all of that. Yeah. How many more superstars can we make in, you know, the Lisa, I mean, there's a, a show on Sony, I think it is uh, Coco, you know, yeah, some, it's some, Coco, some Coco yeah, League. Ultimate Coco League. Uh, uh, ultimate Coco. Yeah. You know, it's going the IPL way, the same, you know, that six six cities, six franchises, each owner. Badsha, I think, is involved and wow. our very own Puneet Balan is involved in uh, the Mumbai franchise. Wow. But, you know, it's kind of pooling in the resources to make champions other than cricket. Look at IVM itself. We, you know, we have this beautiful show called Fight Mania and they're giving exactly. us this platform, <laughs> and, you know, and we can voice our opinion, we can talk to everybody, you know, we can tell them as to, you know, what is happening exactly. in the sport, what to do, what not to do because here there are two experienced guys yep. with 10 plus years of experience each exactly. to actually speak with you guys and talk to you. The so only I think show it's so good. to listen to about combat sports in India and out of India is Fight Mania. That's it. I'm not going to say this. But aren't we the best? We are the best. We are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Team India, again, Commonwealth, superb. Amazing. 61, I, incredible, 61 incredible. medals. Incredible. You know, and that really gets my chest proud like that. It is. And, I, it is uh, a proud moment know. for India because every year we are doing better and better. And and I'm just I'm just hoping that you know eventually that in the next few years it's I'm not hoping anymore. I just see it happening. I'm I know yeah. somewhere in the next five years the private sector is going to step in and we are going to see these sports get a much bigger spotlight. We're going to see the much bigger. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Because I think this this year's contingent uh, for for Team India was completely sponsored by JSW Sports and Adani Sports. Fantastic. Completely, top to bottom. Exactly. That's from nutrition to clothes to training to everything. And look at the result: sixty-one medals, twenty-two gold, seventeen silver, twenty-three bronze. If I'm not mistaken, and you know, couldn't be better than that. It's, it's amazing. You're seeing even we're seeing. Uh, I I was remember I was telling you I was, I was doing a venture which is yet to come out, uh, and it's being backed by. Sunil Shetty and you know this yeah. and we're seeing hey. he's telling me oh. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> now I can't focus uh, we've, we've been seeing he's been helping out all the athletes for free with his nutrition brand yeah and I'm liking the fact that these guys are now realizing oh, wow. yes it's it's becoming you know it's it's becoming a point where I think they're getting backed up by private sectors so that they can right. do this for the athletes. Absolutely. And why not? Because instead of focusing on the big fish, why don't we look at the small fish and try and make them big fish? Exactly. Because there are so many out there. Exactly. So many out there, you know. And it's it's so, crazy how, how you know, how good the, you know, how, how well the market is is getting better and better. And uh, right. speaking of which, you know, we're, we've had a great show so far, Somesh Kamra. It's, it's almost been, I think, 50 minutes now that we've been on the air. We 45. To, we need to wrap this up with, by talking about the upcoming fight between a veteran in Dominic Cruz taking on a young blood named Chito Marlon Vera. Oh my God. You know, in fact, I think in the last seven or eight weeks, we've been having fights every single weekend. And it's going to go on for another three weeks, which means 10 consecutive weekends we're going to be having fights. And I can't remember one card which was not good. Because they were no, all banging no, fights. I can't. I they really were can't. all banging fights. In fact, Dominic Cruz is such a superior athlete. He came back from a four-year layoff 
and I think he beat uh, if I'm not mistaken was it Cody Garbrandt or TJ Dillashaw? Um, no, he beat he, you know he lost to Cody Garbrandt. He lost to Cody Garbrandt. Oh, then he beat TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, he beat TJ Dillashaw on like on his comeback. And man, you know such a motivated fellow who's a commentator with the UFC yes. takes some time off you know takes about 12 weeks 16 weeks come back and says I want to compete I want to feel that leather on my hands I want to get into that competition again and he's facing an absolute killer in Cheeto Vera yeah. but let me tell you what Cheeto Vera tweeted yesterday what he said this fight was this fight was originally offered to Peter Yan and Peter Yan turned it down why? I have no idea I mean, and that was so interesting because, you know, I mean, we don't know. I mean, we actually, don't know. Actually, I know, I know maybe, why. Maybe I know why. You know, it's for somebody like Peter Yan, who has now lost, a, you know, a, s- a slim decision lost to the champion Aljamain Sterling. He is still… Oh! I know, I know. Your your love is there only, no? <laughs> but he, don't worry. He's facing, your, he's facing your best fighter coming soon. <laughs> yes! Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, sugar show. <laughs> um, so, no, I understand why he would say no to it. Because, you know, see, if he wins… People will say, oh, he's beaten, uh, you know, a former yesteryear fighter in Dominic Cruz. If he loses. Oh, no. This- oh, no. So, I uh, like, I think it was Cheeto Vera versus uh, Peter Yan. And Peter Yan turned it down and hence it was Dominic Cruz. Oh, shit. Okay, 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 okay. I got confused completely. Yeah. No, no. Uh, man, you know, Cheeto Vera is a handful for anybody. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. And he's in on fact, the rise. And he's huge you know, for that division. It's a great fight. It's a great fight. If you ask me for predictions, I will straight go down and say Chito Vera. He's too much of pressure for yeah. somebody like Dominic yeah. Cruz who's just coming back. Yes, Dominic Cruz's movement is absolutely A-class. We cannot doubt that. But when it comes to pressure, you know, you can move as much as you want in front of me. But if I just start backing you up, there's yeah. going to be that much that you can I mean, do. see, if somebody who's somebody who can start cutting the ring off or the cage off for Frankie Edgar, you can't hide from him. Frankie is one of the right. best footwork. Frankie had some of the best footwork in the UFC for the longest time. And oh, yes. if you can cut off Frankie Edgar, it's not a it's not gonna be an easy night for you. And the thing with Chito right. is he doesn't fight on points. It doesn't exist in his head. He's out there to take your Correct. head off. He's gonna rip you apart. He's, he just wants to knock you out. He wants to he, he wants to destroy you. He's like a he's like a heat seeking missile. He's after you. He's not gonna quit. <laughs> and till he gets his target, he doesn't stop. And we've never seen Chito Vera Very true. you know quit. So I think, you know, it might be a little too much for Dominic Cruz at this point in his life. He's he's been a great champion. He's been a great fighter. He's been uh, one of the best, uh, you know, in that division for the longest time. But I think Chito Vera, he might realize it after he faces Chito Vera. Absolutely, yes. So, I mean, I believe even you are going to go for Cheeto Vera. We both are in fact lining towards Cheeto Vera. Please make your picks, tag us, hashtag us on all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, somesh.camera and on Twitter, somesh underscore camera. Thank you so much, Somesh. I am at Arjun, at The Mystic Chip on Twitter and I'm at Arjun Chips on Instagram. So guys, don't forget to tune in to our podcast every second Thursday or every Thursday. Actually, it depends. We'll let you know when it's happening. It might have even been <laughs> twice this, twice in the coming week. But always tune <laughs> in to Fight Mania Podcast on ibmpodcast.com and check out our whole library of old episodes which was now labeled under the fighting goat to just get an idea of what we are and who we are. Follow us for lots of cool merchandise and stuff and we will catch you on the other side in the coming week. You've been listening to the voices of the Mystic Chip, Arjun Chupakati and my main man, Somesh, the superhuman Kamra. We'll see you next week. Sayonara and stay safe.